Hello, Monetization Nation. Ward Andrews is the founder and CEO of Draw Backwards, which is one of the leading design firms in the Phoenix, Arizona area. He and his team work to dissolve complexity and create simplicity for customer experience and software product teams around the globe. He teaches design entrepreneurship and helps students form creative disciplines to develop real products and launch real companies. Ward is my former business partner. He and I were co-founders of families.com. Together we helped grow site members to 300,000 in just 18 months. This family-centric social community was then sold in 2007, only two years after launching the company. Ward has held many other roles, such as design director and internet strategist at Fisher, and a creative director for Rhino Internet. Some of the brands he's worked with to improve their design, UI, and UX include American Express, Choice Hotels, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Sony Intel, General Dynamics, Insomniac Games, and GoDaddy. Projects he's worked on have received Addy, Prisma, and Emmy Awards. Through CX and software product work, he's brought in over $1 billion in value through cost savings and new revenue growth. In this episode, we're going to discuss three strategies Ward shared in our interview for implementing and improving effective user experience design right after this intro. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. I'm here today with Ward Andrews, who is the founder and CEO of Draw Backwards, uh, one of the leading design firms in the Phoenix area, uh, has a specialty in uh, user experience design. Thanks for joining us today, Ward. Yeah, happy to be here with you, Nathan. And you were telling me about the credibility framework that you guys use yeah. in user experience design. Yeah, so we use a framework called the Experience Success Ladder. And there's five rungs to the ladder. And we found that as we do a lot of user research, we're able to see where products, services, and experiences fall on that ladder and map that to uh, business success, uh, credibility, certainly, um, where NPS scores and uh, other things are found at the higher end of the ladder and they simply aren't found at the lower end of the ladder. And we find that people that are loyal to products and brands uh, gravitate to experiences that are at the higher end of the ladder and not the lower end. Yeah. Um, do you have any stories or examples that you could share of businesses that have implemented this well? Yeah. Um, so I shared the Carvana example. I really like that. We did a lot of work with Choice Hotels, in, and they have a number of brands. So you can see Sleep In, Comfort In, Roadway In. They've got like 30 brands. We redesigned their booking workflow such that, and it's the same booking workflow, all the brands use it. Designed it such that there was less and less friction in that buying process. So their old buying process was such that you're hopping between all these screens and getting pieces of information uh, and you weren't really getting very far. And on top of that, a lot of offers were being peppered at you during the process. Now that's not why the user was there, but there was a business objective to try to sell other products to them during the course of that process, which was actually dropping the conversion rate of getting through the booking, right? Which is no good if you make a clear, distinctive goal for the user and then focus on it. 
So another way to build credibility is to have one primary goal and make sure that we're focusing on getting them to the end goal versus sprinkling all these other goals in there, diluting it, and then wondering why we aren't getting things done and why we aren't as credible as somebody else. So a sales funnel, this movement, the shift to sales funnels, instead yeah. of having a website where people try to do 25 things all at once, yes. you're advocating have your user do one thing and then when they're done with that, move to the next thing. Have one clear objective. Well, it just works that way. That's how conversions work. Yeah. So people say, why is Apple sort of this massive billion dollar organization that's just printing money? Well, it's like they did all the work over all the years to build all the infrastructure to be able to deliver this now. I mean, that even right now they're, they're dumping Intel and they're creating their own chips finally because they just can't get the performance and they just can't get the full hardware software integration they want. So they've just been doing this over years, over decades, taking out third party stuff, building their own, building their own. Same thing with Disney. Like if you go to Space Mountain, I mean, what is that? That's a custom built roller coaster inside a Space Mountain that's in the dark, but that's all custom tech. If you go to Disneyland, you go to any ride, every, every console has a custom designed simple interface that's designed only to do the things that that ride needs to do. Tell me about the, some of the worst UI experiences, mistakes that you've seen people make. Obviously, no names, but yeah, what have you well, seen? Interestingly, uh, and I guess I am naming names, but we all know that. Um, my youngest daughter is uh, getting to that age where she can drive, and she had to, uh, you know, go through this MVD process mm -hmm. to get a learner's permit, and she had to go through a web interface. Uh, in order to sign up for that. And, uh, and she started saying things like, Dad, you would think that something that everyone in the public needs to use would be really well designed and simple. <laughs> but unfortunately... <laughs> the daughter of a designer. Well, yeah. But it's funny that we, we see that, you know, the way that work is executed, usually state government work is executed, is lowest common denominator, lowest bid. So obviously the big companies like American Express have budget to do user experience right. What advice do you have for the, the entrepreneur or the small business that wants to do UI right but doesn't have that kind of budget? Mm, great question. And this comes up for me when I'm coaching sort of mid-sized business leaders as well. We just have to, how do we scale this down in a way that we can still apply the right thinking even though we might not be able to leverage having a whole team executing work nonstop. So we just try to boil it down to the basics and do the best we can. So I'll give an example. One of the first things any business leader can do, and I have a worksheet, you know, that we can share with people, but essentially it's just look at this, look at this grid. So let's just think about customer experience just across six squares for right now. And we're just going to keep it simple. We're going to say the employee experience and the customer experience. And then we're gonna talk about awareness, delivery, and loyalty. Okay, that's it. So if we can boil down the customer experience to these things, we can see where we're credible and not credible and then up level each one of them. But it's good to segment them because each one of them is very different. So let's start with the employee track. A, employee. How do you acquire great employees? What's your culture like, right? So what I like to do with business leaders to start on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, zero being bad, 
just score yourself in each of these. So just give yourself a score, one to 10. So they might say, oh, we're an eight here, employee um, ability to do their job and delivery, a seven, employee loyalty. Oh man, you know, we have a lot of churn. Something's wrong here, we need to work on this, right? And then for customers, it's like, oh, we're not very good at acquisition, but man, we are great on delivery and uh, we're okay on, you know, churn and on customer loyalty. Right, so that's just their own self-assessment. And then we have a tool and a set of survey questions where we survey employees and customers and we're able to map, we, we take this, but then we're able to map that on there and then we're able to just see where the gaps are. And once you're able to do that, then you're able to know where to pinpoint uh, and focus your customer experience. Now you don't need to have a billion dollars to, to pinpoint this. You just need to have the right framework and a good partner consultant to work with you to kind of start to get into this. And then you figure out, okay, we've got a project here. Or you know what, we've got a, a, we've got a 2021 goal that we're gonna work on employee loyalty. You can kind of prioritize and focus. That's where I would start with that. Yeah, that's great advice. Our, our logo is really important for the entrepreneur or small business. And what are some secrets to do logos right and some things people should watch out for to not mess up their logo? Uh, such a great question. People get hung up on these logos. You don't even need a logo. Let's, let's rewind, let's get, let's back out of that. And it's funny for me as someone who kind of came up through design training and, you know, have a graphic design background, have a fine arts degree for me to say logos don't matter, but in a certain way they don't, and, and we'll get to why they don't, why they do. What's more, let's talk about what's more important, okay? So again, I'll use a framework, it's just easy for me. It's how I coach people, it's easy to explain things. Um, gotta have that whiteboard handy, so. Let's talk more about the why, the how, and the what. If you're familiar with Simon Sinek, he's talked a lot about this, has a great YouTube video on it that everyone should watch. Why, how, what. So what I'm more concerned about with your brand is not your logo, but your why. You know, If you have a great why, people are going to gravitate to it. You're going to have more credibility and trust. If, if people don't know why you exist, why would they buy from you? That's much more important than a logo, okay? So a logo, if you look at, at this core and you wanna build inside out, a logo is a what? It's like chilling out here. Like that's where your logo is. Now, that all said, right? All I'm saying is don't start with your logo. Start with the why and then how you're going to execute things and how you're gonna do that differently and then what you're gonna do, right? And then worry about things like logo. Now, when you get to the logo, the logo is extremely important and the color is extremely important and the name is extremely important. If you don't know your why, the, the how and the what don't matter, the logo has to tell the story of the why. You have to do this work first before you can do this work. You don't wanna jump in and necessarily do a logo if you don't understand your why. Because color and form the sans serif font, serif font, type of font, thickness of the font, all of that um, carries weight. It carries meaning to people. Love it. Any other advice you have for us related to credibility, uh, growing, increasing credibility uh, and, and user experience design or design or, or in other areas that, that are outside of design? Well, I think it might be fun to share one story uh, around credibility 
I don't know if you remember, but in the early days of Twitter, there were no verified accounts. And so, you know, when Shaq came to the Suns, he was saying all these funny things. And I was like, Shaq should be on Twitter, shouldn't he? And so I just created the account at Shaquille O'Neal and started tweeting <laughs> as if I was Shaq. And that was good. And then people started asking the real Shaq, uh, hey, why are you tweeting from the bench? Or why are you talking trash about Eric Dampier? Or why are you doing that? He's like, I'm not doing that. And then uh, anyway, Twitter shut my account down. Shaq got his real account. And then boom, Shaq gets on Twitter. Everyone gets on Twitter. And now there's the little blue dot, which is about credibility and verifying who someone is and if they're real. So that, that was kind of a fun credibility story. So you're part of the reason Twitter had to get the the verified button for the verified Absolutely. dot? And if you, uh, I mean, if you read about it, uh, Biz Stone said that my impersonation of Shaq was the first time that a parody account ever existed on Twitter. Wow. That's a that great thing. Yeah. In fact, hold on a second. So when that happened, the Suns gave me this jersey <laughs> and uh, Shaq signed it. It says Shaq Light. What you've shared has been incredibly valuable. Um, if people listening to this or watching this uh, want to learn more and contact you about user experience design, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, just email me, ward at drawbackwards.com, W-A-R-D at drawbackwards.com. Uh, or you can look at wardandrews.com, uh, my coaching site. And uh, yeah, we're happy to have a conversation. Sounds great. Well, Thank you, Ward. Me. Good to catch up. See ya. Take care. Bye. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Ward or connect with him, you can email him at ward at drawbackwards.com or visit his consulting site at drawbackwards.com. Thank you so much, Ward, for sharing your stories and strategies with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from today's episode. Number one, begin with a why. What's your purpose? What's your story? Once you've decided this, everything else should link back to it. The why should be at the center of everything. Number two, not that the logo isn't important, but don't start with it. Start with the why. Number three, if people are going to be using it, make sure it's designed well and simple. Number four, when designing, keep Ward's experience success ladder in mind. Functional, usable, comfortable, delightful, and meaningful. Number five, we want as little friction as possible in the buying process. To achieve this, create one clear objective, not many objectives. This helps build credibility and user experience. Number six, assess your business's customer experience and employee experience for an inexpensive way to find the gaps for improvement. Number seven, credibility is fundamental when bringing in and retaining clients. Effective design will add to the credibility and success of a business. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. First, get a free monetization assessment of your business and subscribe for free to the Monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Second, subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast or YouTube channel. Third, connect with Nathan Gwilliam on LinkedIn. And fourth, follow Monetization Nation on Instagram or Twitter. If we desire monetization we have never before achieved, we must leverage strategies we have never before implemented. 
I challenge each of us to pick one thing that resonated with us from today's episode and schedule a time this week to implement it to help achieve our monetization goals. Can you share examples of good or bad user experience design? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I hope you have a fabulous day. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.